Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You're the mom, the maid, the keeper of the cookies. You do it all and you look good doing it. It's parenthood on a mother level. Here's your host, Denise Hanitka. Hey, everybody. This is On a Mother Level. I'm Denise Hanitka, and I'm so glad to be back this week with a brand new episode. Today, I'm talking to Katrina Kuning. I know her as the digital content manager at WQAD. So whenever you read our website or click on our Facebook page, that content has been carefully crafted by her. Today, though, you will get to know Katrina as a mother-to-be. Katrina expecting a baby boy any day now. And so I wanted to talk to her about pregnancy in the age of COVID-19. She talks about the early days of trying to figure out if her health was at risk, transitioning from the office then to working alone at home and feeling the isolation of celebrating such an exciting time in life while the world outside is at times in panic mode. Last week, a group of channelators got together and surprised Katrina with a baby shower right there on her front stoop. And so that's where we start this conversation. And I found that it was a fun reflection for me on first-time pregnancy, the anticipation, the anxiety, the changes in and around you. And so here's Katrina on episode 42 of On a Mother Level. So did you get all the stuff put away from the other day? Yeah, it was so fun. Like, I had it all in a pile in the living room, and um, Chris was like, we can do this throughout the week. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like, this is what my Sunday is going to be. <laughs> and, yeah, so we, we got it all sorted out, and, um, yeah, I'm just slowly now filling drawers and things. So it's been fun. Were you – you seemed 100% surprised. Yeah, genuinely. I had no idea. Chris held it from me. Apparently he had known for, like – five or six days that uh, that you guys were planning to do this. And so it was funny because um, I was just finishing up some work stuff and then he was kind of like hovering a lot more around me than normal. <laughs> it's like, I'll be working. He'll come home and like, you know, I've got another hour or two before I finish up. And then, you know, he just does his own thing, but he was like standing around looking out the window and like on his phone. And I was like, Huh. Like it didn't dawn on me until you guys showed up, but I'm like, yeah, he was in on this. Yeah. Oh, that's so, so funny. Well, I'm glad that it worked out so well and um that we were able to do something because I mean, you know, like everybody deserves a baby shower. Oh, God, I was like I couldn't believe you guys did that for me. I didn't expect anything because, you know, like we all haven't seen each other in two plus months. So I was, like, totally shocked and, like, thank you guys again for what you did. Oh, my goodness. Well, all the hard work was Jenny doing the organizing and Celia. So, like, (laughs) I'm not going to take any credit for anything. All I did was show up and, um, you know, I was just happy to be a part of it. But have you been able to have, like, any other showers, like, with, like, other friends or family or anything? No, up to now, no, nothing 
really. Um, my mom and my sister are planning something for the weekend. Um, it's like a virtual kind of like Zoom call <laughs> shower. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I've also been kept out of the loop on what that all is going to be like. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's just been really unorthodox. You know, like typically you'll – you know, you'll know of a, a baby shower in advance and you can like physically come and bring your gift. But, um, you know, just my parents live far away and like, you know, my, my best girlfriends from high school and college, we don't live near each other either. So it's like, we just can't get together and, you yeah. know, yeah. Oh, it sounds like it's a little, like been a little bit lonely. <laughs> um, it's been isolating for sure. Like, I think just the fact that I've had so much to do to get my apartment ready and like, thankfully I've been able to continue working so mm-hmm. I've had more than enough to occupy my mind and like you know my husband's great we we have a ton of fun so like <laughs> we've been okay like I've been able to you know kind of just power through the isolation and um but yeah I mean it, it has been because like I more than anything I would love to see you know people and like do the whole maternity thing like you know, oh, I got this dress that, you know, motherhood or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, have people see the growth and, um, you know, talk about, like, the different stages and stuff. But it's, yeah, I mean, looking back, it's like, yeah, I did miss out on that. Um, but this time has just gone so fast and it's been so weird that, like, I haven't even had a chance to think about it as it's happening. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, because when I think about not having to leave home, when I'm pregnant, automatically I think of, like, not having to sit there and deliberate over what was going to fit me that day and whether mm-hmm. I was going to feel good about myself that day. So, I mean, so there's the there's the plus of, you know, you probably barely even bought any maternity stuff. But then, yeah, it's like you do want to, you know, you just want to be out in the world and, you know, just be out and pregnant. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of was looking forward to that just you know, I don't know, like being able to go out and, um, you know, yeah, like you said, just be out and be like kind of in this new body, this temporary person, you know, and just yeah, um, having kind of having that camaraderie with other moms and stuff, um, you know, just even like going to the store, simple little things like that, that like I just don't do anymore. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> So, okay, I have so many questions for you. So let me start with this one. So I have never heard of the, like, the concept of a due date range. Is that new? I mean, I was only last pregnant a year ago. Like, has so much changed already? (laughs) I don't know. I'm the only person that I've ever heard of that has a due window. Um, Yeah, like, so is it like a week window or was it like four days? What was it? I think it is a full week, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a full week, um, which makes a ton of sense to me because, like, you know, you'll hear someone's due date and then it's never on, <laughs> ever. Ever. Um, yeah, so it's kind of cool, but I I was, like, kind of looking forward to having, like, the, you know, the this is what we're shooting for date because yeah. now, like, when I plan my maternity leave and everything, I'm like, ah, we'll just go for the middle of it because... I don't know if, you know, I don't want to have a bunch of time at the front end where, you know, I'm just like sitting at home waiting, you know, mm-hmm. and then I didn't want to shoot it too late. So, yeah, the due window thing, though, I, I'm seriously the only person that I've heard of. People always ask me, what's your due date? And, uh, yeah, no other 
no other similarities there. So yeah. I don't know if it's new or if it was just a, a me thing. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, it's just like when you said that it was like this window, I was like, is this like a 2020 thing? Like, are we now like changing our entire like pregnancy protocol? Cause, because like, of coronavirus. Because of well, when I was pregnant with Everett, it was it always felt really weird, and it, I I was completely overthinking it. But I knew I was having a C-section on January 28th. It had been scheduled for you know since the beginning of time, and but my due date was February 2nd. So I never knew whether to tell people like, yeah, I'm due February 2nd, or I'm having a C-section on the 28th, or like I I completely overthought it. I remember that year when I was sending out Christmas cards, I didn't know whether to put like my due date or yeah thesis, I don't know it was the stupidest like dilemma ever but it's like those sorts of things like really really like get in your brain yeah no I can totally understand that yeah I've, I've just been like just to simplify it for some people if I don't have time to be like oh it's a due window it's between this day and this day um I will just like say the middle date just yeah for total simplicity's sake but yeah, I I know how complex that can get in your brain when you're and you know, nobody cares. Like at the end of the day, no one cares. But like this date is like a game changer for you personally. Yeah, so it matters. It totally matters. <laughs> That's a big deal kind of day. Oh gosh. Um. So let's go back then to like when this all started. Like. How far along were you when we finally decided that we were going to work from home? Do you remember? Yeah. That would have been like three months ago, two months ago? Yeah, I think I was like freshly into my third trimester. Okay. Um, yeah, I had just told everyone at work maybe like, you know, one or six, one month or like six weeks earlier. So it was like, um, yeah, it was uh, – yeah, my last trimester, I remember. And then, yeah, that first week was the hardest for sure because we were, me and my department, we were the first ones to go remote. And um, and that was the week. It was mid-March and everything just changed, like, from working from home, communication with people, and then, like, even going to the store. I don't feel this way anymore, but, like, going to the store was scary. Like, I felt really? scared. Yeah, because... Um, people were, it was like, just as people were learning what this is and just implementing the, like, six-foot distance and don't get the cough droplets on you and, like, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember going to the store with my sister, um, you know, whatever, and it was just like, people were, just felt weird. <laughs> and I was like, I can't yeah. remember getting home and being like, ugh, I don't want to do that again. Because, like, you know, I don't want to put, obviously, myself or my, my baby at risk um, because I just didn't know, <clears throat> excuse me, I just didn't know, like, what to expect yet. And then after that first week, things felt, like, more and more normal, quote, unquote, um, as time went on. And um, I my anxiety went down and back to yeah. a normal level. <laughs> so, Well, yeah, because at that time, I don't even think even really – I mean, I'm, I guess they probably did, but but it didn't seem like doctors really totally knew what the concerns were for a pregnant woman. Sure. And if there was one. Right. And I had heard at that time just, like, random stats, you know, about pregnant women. You know, some people – like, I had I had one person from, like, a 
she was in for an interview from one of the county health departments say like you be especially careful and then on the other hand i hear like you know like federal leadership saying like oh yeah if pregnant women get it they're fine i'm like well which yeah. one is it i'm going to err on the side of caution yeah well i bet you were relieved though that you could work from home as quickly as you could yeah i was and like it was um I mean, it wasn't an easy transition necessarily, but it was like the best case scenario for the time right. that all this was happening. And like you said earlier, for our silver lining, um, I did not have to worry about pants anymore and like <laughs> the jeans that were just slowly not fitting me anymore. And <laughs> like what shirt is long enough to cover my oh. belly now? That's been my biggest <laughs> struggle, which is why I have like four probably like two warm winter sweaters that I just circle between now because yeah. they're long enough. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, get to the so. point where you're like, all right, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just surrendering to the sweaters. And yeah, and I didn't have the opportunity to like go in and, you know, go into the Target and check, like browse the maternity section and find anything new. And um, it was funny, actually, like the week before we all went remote, um, one of our coworkers came up to me and she was like, "Hey, um, that maternity motherhood store at at South or at uh, North Park is, you know, going out of business or having a big sale or something." And she's like, "You got to go hit that up." And I had big plans to go hit that up, and then boom, closed. Nope, you can't. Oh. So. Well, you saved a tremendous amount of money. I think I did. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Now, the other risk, though, from being at home would be, like, the risk to online shop for baby items because that has been my vice 100% during this quarantine is yeah. online shopping for athleisure clothing. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I've i been resisting as much as I can, um, but, like, it was definitely fun to kind of go on Amazon and, like, we got the yeah. big, big ticket furniture items and stuff that we needed and um, but I, I did okay as far as like self self clothes buying <laughs> because I just knew like <laughs> I don't know what fits me anymore. <laughs> I haven't physically gone to try on a size in months, so I know. I'm just gonna avoid that. Yeah. So overall, physically, like, how have you been feeling during this pregnancy? Have you been feeling well? Did you have bad morning sickness? How was it? Right. Thank you for asking. At the beginning, um, it was bad and it was the, really like, it was and it's at that point we're like you're not telling people yet and so you just have to hide it and deal with it you know what I mean oh no yeah I remember being at work every day and like for some reason like 10 30 a.m this terrible gross dull headache would hit me and it would last for you know two three hours um but other than that like I was one of the lucky ones. I did not have, like, a ton of nausea or anything like that. And then, oh, good. like, the magic 12-week hit, and it was gone. So um, I've been super grateful that I haven't had, like, a ton of issues, you know, as far oh, as, just, like, not feeling well and stuff. Yeah, things have been feeling pretty normal. So I'm really happy for that because even, like, going to the doctor anymore is a huge chore. You know, you have to take all these precautions and they, you know, they give you the face mask you have to wear and they take your temperature and it's just very like, you know, it's a big to do instead of yes. like, if, you know, you, I suppose 
never been pregnant before, but like I suppose before if it was like I'm not feeling well, they'd be like, yeah, come on in, we'll check you out. Um, I don't really, I mean, I know they'd see me, but I don't want to have to do that. And so luckily I haven't had to. Right, right. Well, you know, that's one of those old wives tales that like when you're having a baby boy, you don't get as bad as morning (laughs) sickness. Have you looked at any of those other like urban legends about carrying different genders? At the very beginning, yeah, we we did. We looked at that, but like nothing matched. And like, you know, my sister-in-law who has three boys, everything was opposite of what the like legends have to say about it. So I'm like, I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to waste my brain space on this, but it, they were fun to look at for, you know, like the um, the heartburn thing means you're having a hairy baby or mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else there is. Um, you know, oh, yeah, if you're carrying low or carrying high, like that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. So, but yeah, I feel like most of, of those lined up reasonably well for me. I'm trying to think, though, but it was never, you know, like, it's never fully, fully clear. And I didn't know the gender going through um, with both of mine. So so there's always that one symptom that would throw you this way or throw you that way. But Yeah. So it sounds like you have a lot of um, boys in your family already. Yes. <laughs> we pretty much have all boys. All boy, oh, that's uh, funny. Yeah, I've got, I've got a ton of nephews. And, yeah, mom and dad just have uh, – just have grand boys, so we have another one to add to the mix oh, in a couple so weeks. Oh, so great. So great. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. Uh, we, we did have... a... Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, uh, we did a... We had planned to do, a like, a gender reveal party early on, and, like, we ended up having to scrap it just with, you know, coronavirus, and yeah. um, so we ended up doing it just on a Facebook Live, <laughs> like had people chime in and, you know, pop in and watch it. So we ended up doing it in our kitchen instead of, you know, out at a place where people can be together. Um, but, yeah, so that was that was fun. That was something we knew we wanted to find out the gender just so that we could, like, focus on names, you know, yeah. and not have to not have to pick one for each. And so that was that was fun. We kind of made that work, even though it was. Are you locked in on a name? No, we're not. We're like we're those people that are going to choose like a handful of names and then just see what he looks like you know what I mean I love that yeah how did you guys do it yeah we did the same thing we had we had some choices I think we had we had two of each two boys names and two girls names and I think we were always leaning towards one or the other of the genders but Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's like I was not ready to say that this is who this person is without looking at their face yeah you know feel right No, no, I just, and in fact, when I had Abram, I decided that if the child was blonde, that was an Abram. And if the child had dark hair, that was the other name that we had. And when he came out blonde, I was like, okay, like, yeah, that's absolutely an Abram right there. Cool. It was was weird. Like, I just had in my head, like, either he's going to be like this or he's going to be like that, you know, I don't know. Did you kind of have an idea of like what his face would look like? Um, We did have that 3D scan thing Uh um, just because we ended up having a late ultrasound. Um, They didn't get like all the pictures they needed at at the 20 week one. So we came back for the 20, I think it was like a 24 and she flipped on the 3D and it's scary how similar Uh 
he was to looking exactly like that. You know, of course he was morphed a little bit because those pictures are weird, uh-huh. but he had he had the the lips that we saw in that what? picture, and there was just a couple things. And I remember um, I remember the doctor looking at that 3D image, and she was like, "Well, if it's a boy, it's a very pretty boy." Uh-huh. Like she thought it was like the face of a girl. Like, well, 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 they're a very, very pretty boy. Like, I don't know, just something about these lips were very, like, voluptuous and feminine looking. And he does. He has, like, these big, beautiful lips, Abram does. Boy or girl, so, anybody but, wants voluptuous lips. That's mm-hmm, never a bad thing. Yeah, he's got them. Yeah, he's got them. He's, like, he has one of those very defined, like, is it, like, called, like, your Cupid's bow? Yes. Yeah. So, and and we saw that on the picture. And so when he was born with that, we were like, whoa. (laughs) I don't know what it is about, like, baby boys. They always have, like, the features that, like, girls want. You know, like, they've got the Cupid's bow. They've got, like, the long eyelashes. Lashes are a killer, yes. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Did you get one of those 3Ds? No, we haven't had an ultrasound since, like, week 14 or 13 or something. So, yeah. Yeah, I never had one with Everett. We just happened to, like, have this random extra ultrasound with Abe. So I don't know what Everett would have looked like in his thing. But but he was hideous at birth. Everett was hideous, (laughs) and I'm not afraid to say it. It's just the bottom line truth, and things have really turned around for him because he's looking pretty good now. But, I mean, even just the other day, like, on Mother's Day, I always find myself, like, scanning through my photos, you know. And when I look at his baby pictures, my gosh, he was an awful-looking child. Oh my god! You he know, was they, terrible looking. They, they go through so much <laughs> from, from being all smashed up to probably the most traumatic experience of their life. <laughs> yeah, like, I remember being in the hospital, oh, like man. trying to like frame the picture in the light, like so he would look the best that he possibly uh, could, because he really was just like he was. A, he had a very mad little face. You know what I mean? His his brows were always very like. <laughs> like very angry and it turns out it's because he was starving but we didn't figure that out for a little while but oh. but he was an angry little critter and he, yeah. he had the face to prove it oh. so. <laughs> <laughs> he does not hide his emotions <laughs> um so all right so you're like basically at the top end like 10 days away right yeah roughly <laughs> yeah at the, top, okay. at the front of my window <laughs> about 10 days away <laughs> So are you, like, are you the type of person that has a specific birth plan, or are you going in there, like, whatever happens, happens? What do you think? Yeah, so I'm definitely a flexible person, just because, like, I know that I have no idea what I'm getting myself into. So I am going to just, I've done all the research I could, you know, mentally handle, because sometimes it just stresses me out if I start reading too much stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm getting freaked out. I don't know what this means. I I know I'm under the care of people who are much more intelligent than I am, so I'm just gonna let them guide me. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I um, I'm I'm open for anything. I'm open for medication. I'm open for not. Um, you know, whatever kind of just works. So yeah, I really that's think that's a great to attitude to have because I mean, going going in with expectations, I don't think has anyone ever served anyone well in those situations. What What did you do? Um, yeah, I just, uh, with Abe, I didn't want to know too much 
you know, yeah. I knew that I wanted to get an epidural and I knew that like I just wanted to see like what happened. Uh-huh. And so I started like contracting a little bit. Like it was, I think it was like a Friday morning before work and it just kind of went away. And then I went to work that day because I think I was, so it was that Friday and then I was technically due Monday, I believe. Something okay. along those lines. So you worked I had right been, up until. Yeah. Yeah. That was with Abe. And, and so like, yeah, I had some like little feelings that morning and went to work, worked all night. And then I just, I specifically remember putting my microphone away that night and both Dazzo and Jim were like, all right, like, I guess we'll see you when you have this baby. I was like, I will see you Monday. Good day, sir. Like, I thought for sure that I would be back on Monday, and I was not oh. back on Monday. Oh, my God. So were you early or on time or what? Um, I think I was, like, technically two days early. Oh, okay. Yeah, but so, you know, all things considered, like, basically right, right on time. Totally. But, yeah, so just no expectations, and then, you know, it's like things, seemed to be going fine and then homeboy just would not come out so that's yeah. when I ended up having a c-section which oh okay. I don't know so wasn't, that one wasn't it really planned. that was not planned no he just he was not going anywhere mm. he was stuck no kidding stuck 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 oh my god so I, that that terrifies me I'm I mean obviously everything worked out okay but like were you so stressed or were you um, like confident about it well, I so um it it was the type of thing where they like I was laboring really well and um I was able to get a little sleep and they said everything was progressing really well and they they just kept saying like, "Oh yeah, like this baby will be out by 3 this afternoon. No big deal." Like everything was just on schedule and going fine and then when I started pushing, like nothing was happening. Uh. And I kept looking at them like is that good? And they were like, no, keep going. Like, oh, no. like I kept waiting for them to, to like react to like the baby right. must be coming, you know, and, and no one was reacting as I'm pushing my guts out and I'm just uh-huh. like trying, 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 trying. And, and I, <laughs> I just distinctly remember being like, is that good yet? <laughs> <They're> like, no. <laughs> oh my God. Give me something. <laughs> yeah. Like A they just were not negative. reacting, you know, like yeah. cause they, they turn this big light on, you know, and oh. get your legs in those things. And, yeah. and I remember like right before, and I highly recommend you do this. Um, <laughs> but like right before, you know, I was like, okay, like I just like want a private moment Turner and I like, so we could sit there and be like, all right, like this is like, this is our last moment of just uh-huh. you and I like, let's do this, you know? And so they come in, they turn on the big light, your legs are all up and you like <sighs> think that in 10 minutes, something's going to happen and nothing happened and no. hours and hours and hours went by and nothing happened. So it was like the most anticlimactic thing ever. Cause it was like, now it's time to push. And then no. <laughs> oh my God. See, that's like, <laughs> that's like what I'm afraid of is like this boy has been so aggressive with his kicking and <laughs> really, yeah, he's, he hurts sometimes because he'll oh, just, Lord. like, yeah, he'll punch and just whatever, whatever limbs or whatever, like, he's just flailing all the time. And so I'm, I was reading the other night, like, you know, like, how, how do they come out? Like, you know, obviously head first, like, sh- shoulders, but I'm like, what if he gets 
stuck, you know, just like yeah. I, a person's head is much smaller than their shoulders. So I'm like right, right. thinking, how in the world does this actually work? And thinking, and like how strong, <laughs> yeah, how strong he is. I'm like, I know he's going to have some big muscles built up, and he's probably not going to be a teeny tiny thing. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm like thinking about all that. <laughs> What you experienced is uh, is exactly what I'm I'm kind of thinking is down the pike for me as well. So, oh my well, goodness. and and they said that he was slightly um, uh, technical term here, sunny side up, where uh-huh. like his, you know, like they're they're supposed to come out with like their face pointing like towards your back. Yeah, I think like nobody call me if that's wrong. Um, but yeah, but I think his nose was like slightly up. So like, oh. it depends on their positioning too. And then, you know, it's like all these like little puzzle pieces need to fit. And he, and he, I mean, he has an enormous head. Like that's just the gift that he has been given. And he still to this day has a huge head. So, <laughs> so I don't know if it was huge head, nose in the wrong spot. I don't know. Maybe I have like a misshapen pelvis. I have no idea. <laughs> I guess there's a there's a million factors, you know, and that's right. why all the reading stresses me out. I can't yeah, yeah, it. you should definitely stop the reading. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, the hardest part, and I've never really like told totally told the birth story, but um, the hardest part for me of um, of having Abe was the fact that because I didn't know the gender, I desperately wanted Turner to tell me what we were having you know what I mean I pictured this moment where I push him out and then they hold him up and Turner yells it's a whatever and like I wanted I had this whole like moment manufactured in my head and then when I had the c-section even the c-section went a little bit awry and I was completely out like under full anesthesia for the c-section so I don't have the memory of a seeing him be born or be like being told the gender. Yeah. I've just been like told the story enough times that I think I've like created my own own memories of it. Yeah. But um but yeah, I was not like the first photos I have are like a selfie I took like 8 hours after he was born and that's like one of my first memories of wow. of a being born. Yeah. But the cool thing that Turner did is that he didn't tell anyone that he was a boy until I knew. That's awesome. So, like, it was super annoying to our family and friends. Like, they <laughs> thought that Turner was just being really pretentious and annoying, you know, because that night he was like, look, like, Denise is in no way, like, in not any good shape to, like, speak to you. Like, I'll tell you what it is in the morning. And everyone was like, what is your issue? Like, oh, my gosh. It's just a baby. Like, be done with it already. But then when they finally heard the full story, they were like, oh, like, they thought he was just being super annoying. Sure. But that was that was really cool that he had the foresight to be like, she needs to know first. Yeah. So think, yes. think how well, you would have felt if really you were like, awesome. yeah, if you were like the 30th person to know what your own baby is. I mean, that would hurt for a really long time, you know? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's just, I think, I think just I've had such a weird experience with both of them that yeah no expectations is always best and not even for like for bad reasons you know what I mean like everything can go perfectly smooth and then you'll be delighted you know and you yeah because I think even setting up the expectations of like I don't know what any moment is going to look like you're bound to be disappointed or something you know yeah 
you're so right. I kind of I kind of live that way. Like it's not like I have, you know, like no dreams or like hopes or expectations, but like having, yeah. you know, having low expectations is not necessarily a bad thing because then like what you build of it and like what it comes to be is like never disappointing, you know what I mean? Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, so but you like at any point were you afraid that you'd like have to give birth alone or were they always going to let you have at least your husband there? Yeah. So there was a little bit of time. I mean, so he'll be born in Iowa and the like something that's given me comfort this whole time is like knowing that Iowa has kind of been like, you know, the cool kid state about all of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're like stuff's kind of a little more like easygoing and, you know, not totally locked down. So I was like, well, that's good. It's, you know, in Iowa, so I'm I'm confident that, like, I'll at least be able to have my husband there with me. Um, but there was a moment, you know, kind of early on, maybe, like, late March, that I was like, crap, everything is shutting down. Like, what if I have to go alone in a face mask, you know, and just, like, oh. do this all myself? Because I was watching, like, I was watching videos and just kind of, like, blogs of women that, live in like the hotspot states like New York and she you know she's had to get like dropped off at the front door wave goodbye I'll see you next time with a baby and and just go do it and so yeah that entered my mind and I you know I didn't dwell on it because I'm like that's probably not my reality but like yeah I was definitely concerned for a minute that that might actually happen And, and then also the possibility of like if it got real bad like would I actually have to be at home you know, like, oh gosh, people, yeah. People do home births and, and that's fine for some people, but that's not what I want. So, <laughs> yeah. When, when that, uh, when that thought entered my mind, I'm like, yep, I need to stop thinking and just, you know, just forge ahead because you don't know what's, what's coming down the pike. So, right. Yeah. So, yeah. what, like, what decisions have you made or like what conversations have you had about like then visiting baby and like how, like, yeah. Like, that's a whole nother issue. Yeah, that's just recently kind of been something we've been talking about. Um, so, like, obviously, you know, first-time parents, like, we desperately want my mom to come and and be, like, kind of a coach and a help and just be there. Um, and so we're hopefully going to be able to still have her come. Um, she lives out of state, so, you know, the regulations are just different for everybody. Yeah. Um, but that's something we still want to be able to do but everything is just day by day like yeah we'll you know we'll probably have you come but we'll just see what happens every conversation ends with we'll see what happens you know yeah if if it works out it'd be great you know and then like having people like visit um you know I'm thinking like well just for you know the safety of it like I'm wondering if I should wait until he's you know like um like a a month old or if there's like a t- an age where like his immunity is better, you know what I'm not sure. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's all been really up in the air. And then of course, like the fantasy of, you know, halfway through maternity leave, like bringing him into the building and like letting all you, all you guys, oh, see yeah. him and, you know, like wearing one of his little outfits that, <laughs> you know, you guys got me for the, for the baby sprinkling. Like I would love to be able to do that. And like, at this point, I'm just not sure if that's a thing, you know? Yeah. Oh. 
So I'm just See, hoping... no wonder you're getting so good at managing expectations because this whole thing has been one big, like, we'll see what's next. Uh-huh. That's, yeah, that is, if unprecedented is not the word of the year, like, oh. we'll see is the phrase, you know. Okay, so you're going to have... You're going to have a quarantine baby, which have you seen like all of like the names of like what that generation is going to be called? It makes me laugh. I, hit, hit me with some. What, what are they? What are they? Let me see. Be? Okay. So I got an email that was like, it was like some press release from like one of those weird companies that always sends us a release. And there was yeah, like, a list of like 12. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course I like got rid of it. But there were so many funny names on there that I thought were really like really pretty clever. Um, you know, like quarantini. Um oh here it is. All right. Um quarantinis, generation Q, coronials. Oh, wow. oh my god, no. <laughs> pan pandemials. Oh my god. Generation C. Okay. Um, okay, so according to this press release, um oh my god, epidemals. Oh no. <laughs> Virennials. Ew. <laughs> All of these sound like an S T D. Yeah. Oh my god. No yeah, kidding. The COVID crisis is very serious, but I hope you will consider this lighthearted topic to make us smile. What we what will we call this baby boom? Generation C outscored the other names in a national poll. Um, yeah, second place was Generation Q. Okay. Then Quarantinis was third place. That's Coronials. my <laughs> I, like quor- I like Quarantinis. <laughs> That's my vote. See, for the rest of us, a Quarantini involves vodka. Oh, right. <laughs> Something I've not been able to have for a very long time. See, I can I do not know how I would have survived this lockdown situation without a cocktail. So, cheers to you for uh for doing the the truly hard work. Oh my god, you know what's gotten me through is being able to see my husband at least enjoy a beer after work and like I'm just drinking vicariously through you. So, enjoy <laughs> drink up. I told him I want a hams on the other end of this. Oh, there you go. Yep. The most low quality but delicious beer you can possibly ask for. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard of anyone requesting a ham in any environment <laughs> outside of college. <laughs> I'm just reverting at this point. I'll take anything. Do you have any like like very, very pregnant moments? Like where you were like, I don't know, like particularly emotional or like a moment where you were like, yep, this is only happening because I'm pregnant right now? That's a really fun question. Um, <laughs> early on, yeah, I I think I did. I didn't get like, and this was disappointing to me, like I didn't get the crazy like pregnancy craving that everybody talks okay. about. Like I wasn't, and I was looking forward to like what food concoctions that I would come up with. <laughs> you know, I was <laughs> like, truly that was like, something I was excited about like ooh, what weird two things am I going to put together and you know yeah. think are disgusting later um in fact this was weird I um I became quickly like I normally am like a one cup of coffee a day person like you know love a good Starbucks latte whatever and then like just randomly like 
five, six weeks in, I was like, ew, coffee is the most disgusting thing that I have ever seen or heard of. Yes. So that was like a huge shock to me because I thought I'd just be like wanting everything. But instead, like stuff I love seemed terrible going forward. So I still haven't had, yeah, I haven't had a sip of coffee since then. And I'm just hoping that I get my taste for it back because I love it like in my heart (laughs) but like (laughs) my stomach is not into it anymore so that's so interesting yeah um so I don't I don't know what that's all about but um yeah I think I think the most like pregnant moments I've had are just like just being emotional you know for no reason um Mm -hmm which it's like a fleeting thought will come into my head, whether it's just something I'm worried about or like nothing. And I'm just like, you know, I find myself like on the verge of tears and I'm like, okay, Katrina, you're, you're pregnant. And this is something you need to not think about right right now. So (laughs) just move on with your life. So yeah, just, just stuff like that. And then, you know, just my beloved coffee that I hope I get a taste for back. Gosh, I hope you do too, because you're going to really need it. I'm not going to lie to you. I know. Seriously. My most um, pregnant moment, which we still laugh about because it's so freaking funny to at least us. Um, When I was pregnant with Abram, I was vacuuming. And you know how sometimes like the vacuum gets like all that hair wrapped around it and eventually you have to like cut all that hair off? Yeah. Well, there was so much hair wrapped around this vacuum that, like, I had to have Turner help me, like, with a knife get it off. And Turner's just, like, kind of, like, a joking around guy, and, you know, he, like, is silly with me a lot. So Mm -hmm. as he's cutting the hair off this vacuum, he, like, does what he normally does and makes fun of me. And so he was like, God, you are one disgusting animal. (laughs) And I started bawling. Oh, no. He's obviously not calling me a disgusting animal. Like, it's just, like, a funny, like, little silly thing he would say to me, and then I would say something to him back. And, you know, it was all, like, in good fun. But, like, in this pregnant moment, I just started yeah. bawling because he called me a disgusting animal over oh. the um the the hair wrapped around the vacuum. And he was like, oh, my God, like, you know I'm not calling you a disgusting animal. I'm like, ah, 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 it's just mean to say to me. And he never helped you with the vacuum ever again. Never again. Never again. <laughs> oh my god. You know, I I still have not gotten used to like the size and shape of my body when I'm trying to navigate like corners. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'll smack into the fridge, like whatever, just I forget that my stomach is an extra like six inches outward. <laughs> so like, you know, the you know, over the weekend we were um kind of just trying to put some big boxes away and you know, clean up a little bit. And I was trying to just like, literally just walk between the fridge and walk between a cardboard box and turn sideways to make myself thinner. So I would fit through it. And oh my God, was that the wrong way to turn? And I like knocked all this stuff off the fridge, magnets went everywhere. And I was like, you've got to be kidding. Like, how did I forget that I am frontwardly wider than side? I don't know. Oh, my gosh, that's hilarious. Well, you're, yeah. like, such a thin person in general, so you probably, like, never, never <laughs> had that issue before. I, I I miss running. I definitely am looking forward to getting back into that, but I'm just, like, you know, 
I don't know. I don't know what to expect on the other end of this. You know, I hear some people say like, oh, you snap right back. And then, you know, other people are like, yeah, things are, <laughs> things are different forever. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's just such a tough one because like, it's, it's just something we shouldn't be worried about. We shouldn't even be thinking about, but of course we are. Yeah. You know, and like, I don't know. For, like, for me, it was just different between pregnancies, you know what I mean? Like, the first one, yeah, I felt like I snapped right back. The second one, not so much, and I've had to, like, work a lot harder. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, like, I don't know, it always frustrates me that that's, like, a part of the conversation. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, mm-hmm. body before, during, and after is just, like, one of those things that we just put so much stock in. And I remember the second pregnancy being like, I am not going to, I'm not going to hurt my own feelings with my own terrible thoughts this time. You know what I mean? I'm not going to waste a single moment thinking negatively about myself. Right. That's awesome. You know, like, but I had to do it the first time where I like beat myself up about it to learn like, this is stupid. You know, like you are, (laughs) you are growing a human. Like, yeah, maybe give yourself a freaking break. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. I, I think what's been like most surprising is just like, um, just seeing like the gradual change and then like looking back, like it all feels normal to me now. And then I look back Mm -hmm. at like a picture from like, you know, when I was 20 weeks pregnant and I thought like, whoa, like, I've changed so much and now I look, you know, I look at myself compared to that and I'm like, that was nothing. <laughs> you know, this is, <laughs> this is crazy. It's, it's really, like you said, like you're growing a human and it's like the coolest thing you can do. And so like, I'm definitely not stressed about like, you know, getting back into like the exact shape I was in before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like the, uh, the activities that like, you have to kind of put on pause that are, you know, stuff, something that like makes you, you or something that you really put a lot of stock in. Then you're like, okay, what's, what's priority here? Like I'm growing a baby and I'm so excited. So like, yeah. let's, let's make sure that like, you know, you're eating a little more and you know, it, you know, don't, don't put yourself into some kind of risky situation with, you know, a, a sports event or something that you used to go do, you know, it's just those changes that kind of surprise you week to week that like, you look back on it's like wow I've I've really changed a lot like physically but also like mentally with your priorities yeah. and you know what I mean. Yeah, what's been the biggest like mental change for you? Oh, good question. Um, I just feel like I've. I mean, I know this is weird, but like I just feel like I've grown up a lot. Um, yeah. In the last, you know, eight and a half months, like, um, you really get a a brand new perspective that unless you're, you know, unless you're in, you know, in the position and um, have the opportunity to, you know, be pregnant and um, it's like, you don't know, you don't know what kind of perspective moms have, you know what I mean? Until you're like Mm -hmm. there. So just kind of gaining another understanding of like more people in the world. I think that's kind of been like the biggest thing I've noticed. Yeah. How, um, how has like marriage changed or has it changed or like what kind of differences has it brought out? Um, like a different dynamic. Yeah. Like 
I don't know. We just, we have a lot of fun regardless. Like we're always laughing and, um, you know, we, we kind of just like develop jokes all the time. And so nothing's really changed as far as like the way we treat each other. And I think, um, if anything, we, we talk probably more just about like the future than we ever have. Um, we've always just kind of been like, you know, we're living where we're living and, you know, that's, everything's, you know, just kind of like day by day, but like now we're thinking like more long-term together, which is really cool um, to get like a plan together. You know what I mean? Like sure. for years down the road, which we probably hadn't thought more than two months down the road before this. You know what I mean? Yeah. What, like, what aspect are you most excited about when it comes to like seeing Chris as a dad? He's going to be a like, great Like what dad. do you picture? Yeah, he's, He's just going to be, like, the most fun dad in the world. He's, I mean, he's just so excited, and um, I'm excited that he's, like, like, this is something that, you know, we've wanted, and so mm-hmm. he's he's always just kind of talked about, like, you know, fleeting down the road, like, oh, like, if we ever have a baby, blah, blah, this, blah, blah, that, and, like, just seeing this all coming true is um, is really cool, and I know he's going to be a lot of fun, and, like, as as he grows up, um, he's going to have a lot of like really good advice and he's going to have a lot of good conversations with him. So I'm just excited to see him like be in that role. I'm really, yeah. um, I have full faith in him <laughs> as far as a, a caretaker. And, um, I'm just excited to have someone that's like 100% in this with me. You know, he's yeah. like, he's like, uh, you know, when I get home, he's going to work still and stuff. He's like, when I get home, like, you know, you can take a break and I'll take care of everything. And I'm like, well, thank, thank you. That's so sweet. Like, you'll be working all the time and like, you know, we'll figure it out together. So he's just, yeah. he's really, um, yeah, he's, he's really supportive. Yeah. That part never well, gets old is like watching them, watching them be a dad. Yeah. Did that change for you guys? Um. Oh God. I mean, so much has changed, you know, like they're just, there's so many, like, there's just so many more layers, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like you think, it's like you think you know a person and then you see, like, 47 new layers to them and you see, like, who, um, you know, who is the softy and who's, like, the tough one and who's, um, you know, who's, who's the first one to be mad and who, you know, I don't know, it just, it's weird because, Let's see, we were we were married for five years when we had Abe, mm-hmm. and so you just like, and we've been, you know, we've been together for five plus, you know. Yeah. So like after ten years, you like feel like, oh, I know this person backwards and forwards, and then you just like discover there's <sighs> all these other things, and you see all of the little things about the way they were raised that come out in their parenting. You know, like I love when. um when he'll say something that I know his mom used to have said to him. Like, um, this is just like a weird random thing, but it popped in my head. So like at nighttime, we tell Abram it's bedtime for bonzos. I don't know what that means, but (laughs) that's something his mom always said. So he says like, okay, Abram, it's bedtime for bonzos. I don't know what that means. Still don't. Like, I don't think it means anything. It's from something. Yeah. You know, just like stuff like that, where it's just like, that clearly like stuck around from when he was yeah. a kid. That's so, so cute. So it's just it's just fun. You just like know more about like about like 
who they were before, you know, when they were kids. And Yeah, before you were in the picture. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and now, and we're not even close to, like, teenage stage at all, but we talk a lot about, like, what kind of parents we want to be, like, 10 years from now, which is oh, weird sure. because, because, you know, like, we could be those parents right now, but we always talk about, like, okay, like, do we want their friends here? And do we want, like, do we want to be cool? Do we want to be not cool? You know, like, we have weird, weird conversations like that. <laughs> it's like you still, you still, you're still figuring it out. You know, we yeah. are still nowhere near, like, where like where we could feel like confident like we know what we're doing <laughs> isn't it isn't it funny like when you're growing up like you see your parents as just like you know confident like they know what's what everything is you know kind of yep. like set in stone and like you never dreamed that they were figuring it out too yeah you know along the way I mean I was yeah. the third in my family so I'm sure they had a lot more down pat than when they started but you know it's still like they're just they're people too and um you know, thinking about how their relationship was before you and then after you and all that changed and becoming a parent, um, it really just gives you, like, a new perspective into, like, what your own mom and dad went through and, you know, did for you. And I think that's, I been, know. Like, that's been a huge eye-opener, you know, like, wow, you know, you guys were doing all this preparation for me before I was born, like, never crossed my mind, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you never thought like you never really think of your parents as like necessarily like a married couple that right. like that like made a decision to have you and mm -hmm. you know w like celebrated you and <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah it just it's, you definitely get like a totally different perspective like for better or worse you know it's yeah it's really cool all right. Well, I've kept you for an hour, Katrina. <laughs> so I should probably let you get back to work because I'm sure you have uh, about 75,000 Slack messages by this point. <laughs> and 20,000 emails. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, you know well, I am thrilled to hear you're doing well. I am. I'm. I admire the way that you've just like embraced the situation and and are just like letting it all come, you know, because it could be. You know, it could be sad and, you know, but it's cool that you're rolling with it so well. Yeah, thank you so much. Like, thanks for talking to me, and this was fun to kind of, like, you know, get some perspective from a more experienced mom and, um, and like, you know, just kind of thinking about um, how the coronavirus has, like, you know, like we said earlier, like, kind of put us all in isolation. And, um, yeah. like, I just – I really – I really appreciate the little things that, you know, people reach out and, um, you know, like, hey, how you, how you feeling? Send me a picture. Like, let's FaceTime. I want to see your belly, you know, that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. It's been really sweet. And, like, you know, again, like the fact that all you girls came and surprised me at my apartment, like, uh, you know, as weird as this coronavirus has been and unorthodox everything is, like, it's really helped me create some really sweet memories that, like, most people yeah. don't get, you know, yeah. like, I, like, I'll never forget all of you guys walking up to, you know, in a surprise sprinkling, like, I would <laughs> never, that's something that, like, I wouldn't have gotten is just like that, you know, <laughs> that surprise 
bout of love that totally. now I can like hold on to and it's something that um I wouldn't have expected. I wouldn't have like um I don't know, I wouldn't have even dreamed would happen and it's like, okay, cool, like that's in my memory bank now and like there's a lot of cool ways people can show love and, and reach out right now. So Yeah. There's yeah, I think that's, some good that's stuff. a good point too, is to like if you if there's a pregnant friend in your life to definitely like make sure they know they're you know, they're not forgotten that they're you know, yeah. on the top of your mind and stuff. Cause, cause it is like as, um, as busy as we all are, sometimes, you know, we're, we're so like stuck in our own rhythm, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's particularly isolating when you're pregnant. And like, especially after you have the baby, like those reach outs are going to be even more important too. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Denise. This was really a great conversation. I appreciate it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It's, it, it's fun to like, I don't know. There's there's not many like opportunities where you just like get to reminisce about being pregnant. You know, so it was fun for <laughs> yeah. me too. Nobody Good. wants to hear your old pregnancy stories once you have three year olds, so it's fun. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Call me. I'll listen. Well, I wish you luck. I wish you a smooth and peaceful birth and everything's Thank gonna you. be just fine and um and all will be well and that baby's healthy and happy and Yeah. And watch send those us shoulders. pictures. I will. I totally will. You have been listening to the WQAD Podcast Network. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.